The Staff and Graph Podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks for salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph podcast. I am Mike Stevens of Sports Illustrated and the Hockey News, and sitting virtually across from me is the one and the only future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how are you doing? Thanksgiving weekend, bro. I am, like, thrilled to be going home. Oh, it's great. Yeah, right. that makes one of us here. So that's that's awesome because I, I'm I'm of the uh, I'm of the the kind that doesn't like going home, but you know we we do what we do. Um, right I get to see hop- my grandma though, and yes. my sister's coming home from school, and my sister's boyfriend's coming home from school. Um, Can I just come to your Thanksgiving instead? Like, I mean, uh, everyone I love is there: your grandma, your <laughs> sister. We're actually so it's my brother's birthday this weekend. The child turns eighteen. Not really sure what I'm gonna do about that. He's not a child anymore. No, but he will always be nine. And like people will be like, "Oh, how old's your brother?" Nine. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're actually having lunch downtown on Monday. So. Oh, swing by, say hello. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll bring Cat and and her boyfriend and it'll yeah. be a vibe. Yeah. Dap them up. Be like, hey man. And good, then, good on you. You did a I good job. I was thinking job. about it. I'm like, I have reading week next week. This is exciting. And then I looked up at my whiteboard and realized that I don't actually get a reading week. And mm-hmm. I am now very upset. <laughs> it's so it's so funny because we have uh, like in the Dangle Navy group chat, we have one we have one guy, Nick, shout out Nick, who just started. Or the ages in the Dangle Navy are, are ridiculous. Like we yeah. go from Myrtle, who's like 65, and then <laughs> and he'll and you he'll have, kill like, me teenagers. for that. And then we literally well, like no, so so it's funny because we have Myrtle, who's like. I think he's. I think he just turned forty or around there. Then we have, then we have Steve, who's like thirty three, and then we have Ian, who's like twenty eight, and Omar, who's also twenty eight, and then you have me, uh, Brad, and James, who are like all like twenty, you know, like twenty five to twenty four, like around that age, and then yeah. we have Nick, who just turned eighteen. Oh my God! So Nick is my brother's age. Yeah. So he ju- and he just started Ryerson Sports Media. Like he just started, and it's so funny because I've been, I'm living like vicariously through him. Like he's talking about like reading weeks and and assignments and stuff, and it's just it brings you back. Like like do you this? I don't know about you, but like do you remember like around this time? Like this is midterms. Like shit's getting crazy in school. So my second year in uh, for my undergrad. We, everyone was like excited for reading week. And then they were like, by the way, you have three midterms the Friday before. Like not, oh, one Tuesday, one Thursday, one Friday. Nope. All of them on Friday. Ten, one, four. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know what? And my, and my accounting prof was literally late to the, to the midterm exam. And I was like, cool. You know, what's funny is that I'm like, so obviously I went to UT. I am Irish. Like, and so I, for the last like four years and now five, I guess I hadn't been able to celebrate St. Patrick's day because I always had like 15, like thesis papers due around that time. And then I get out of university. I'm like, all right, great. Hey, one of the, and like one of the perks I get to celebrate St. Patrick's day, I get to make my ancestors proud and get like blackout drunk on, in the middle of a street while like throwing up green liquid. This is going to be great. And And then then what happened? (laughs) And then the world shut down. So in 
so my undergrad, you didn't get to celebrate St. Patrick's Day either. Our undergrad in the program that I was in, they purposely, like, it's become kind of a a thing now. They purposely mm-hmm. schedule one program midterm on St. Patrick's Day or on the 18th so that you can't go out and party yeah. on St. Patrick's Day. So, like, the SPAD kids caught on to this because they would schedule a midterm, I think it was, like, 9 a.m. on March 18th. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 9 to 11 exam or a 9 to 12, depending on like what year you were in. But every year had a 9 a.m. March 18th exam. So you couldn't go out for St. Patrick's Day. So we created St. Spatty's Day. Oh, and, God. and now it's like a tradition. Everyone meets at the top of the hill, um, like on campus where like the frozen rink and the lake are. Yeah. And you just get bombed and the program pays for it. <laughs> it's so funny how... Um, like how universities try and regulate students and it just never works. Like, yeah, like we're going to go to the bar. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, for example, like Western, cause my ex went to Western. So I was there for like all four years and all that. And so I remember like homecoming was a big deal. And like they, and, and I think in her third year, they switched homecoming. Like they bumped it like yeah. to right in the, like to now basically right in the middle of exams. So like no one or midterm, so no one could do anything. So literally like the whole student body grouped together and was like, all right, let's just do FOCO. And they, they called it's like fake homecoming. And they just did the exact same thing. It just wasn't school sanctioned. And like in like when it was supposed to happen. And then the actual homecoming, no one did anything. Did you see what they did at Laurier this oh, year? No. At Mc, did you see what happened to McMaster? Yeah. McMaster so, doesn't exist anymore. It got burned to the ground. So, so Laurier to prevent. So Laurier has this famous street. It's called Ezra. St. Yes. Patrick's Day and homecoming. Tire fire. Don't go there. This year to prevent because of COVID, and obviously people were being irresponsible to say the least, they actually put airport fencing around Ezra with barbed wire so that you could not get there. And if you did get there, you were getting spiked by barbed wire. And people would do that. Like, the thing, like, dude, McMath, go look up. They basically took the Pearson airport fencing yeah. and put it on Ezra. They, they basically had, like, Area 51 security <laughs> around there. Like, it was, dude, go look up at the video. I know you probably have, but listeners, go look at the videos of what happened to McMaster. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. It was, like, the purge. And, like, that's not an exaggeration. Like, cars were flipped over and, like, destroyed. Like, it was, like, it, they looked at the aftermath. It looked, like, literally like a war had been held on that street. It was insane. Like, oh, my God. I... I've never been a part of something like that. The one, the one time I went, like the, one of the only times I went to homecoming at Western, it was like nine thirty in the morning. I'm walking, like I'm just so innocently walking to to a friend's house, whatever, and I like just absentmindedly like crack a beer, and I immediately hear sirens behind me, and I'm like, oh, f- oh god, and literally like a cop like pulls up and he's like, is that what I think it is? I'm like, yeah. And in that moment, I'm like a broke college student. I barely had enough money to get home from London, Ontario, let alone like pay. I think it was they were doing it like like three hundred fifty dollar fines. And the only time a cop has ever been good is the is the cop who was like, all right, I'll let it slide. But you better dump that out in front of me. So I had to waste a perfectly good beer. But well, would you rather waste a three dollar beer or have a three hundred fifty dollar ticket? Oh, uh, I think it's a pretty easy decision there. Yeah, like, I'll pour out the I whole two four if I have to. I literally would not have been able to afford to pay that that ticket. Like it, like I had like seventy dollars to my name at that okay, point. Okay, speaking of tickets, remember yes. the TTC thing, the issue I had a yeah. couple years ago. Yeah. So I, I ended up fighting that, and this mm-hmm. guy, the, the, the TTC guy, he was like, "I have notes." I'm like, "Okay, let me see them." The lawyer was like, "Okay, let me see them," and then he was like, "Oh, I must have, uh, I must have lost them." 
gone. I was like, you literally wasted mine and everyone else's time. You should have to pay me. You should have to pay you. You should have to pay the court system. Like it, the it lawyer. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Like, and I literally looked at him. Like we were walk, like we're walking out of like this meeting because now they're doing like in person stuff. And I looked at him mm-hmm. on the way out in the hallway when I knew he couldn't do anything. And I looked him dead in the face and went, "You're a fraud." Oh, and he that's, like it ruined man. his day. And then I filed an official complaint with the TTC. <laughs> Being, I think, like, some of the worst, like, I think that might be one of the worst, like, non-profanity-laden, like, insults you can give yeah. someone. You're calling them a fraud? And like, that just cuts to the thing, core. the thing, remember I told you, like, there's no sign saying, like, you can't go yeah. there? There is now a 10-foot sign good. there. And I'm like, good, I'm really happy. And kudos to whoever is in charge of this. It's the sign in English, and then there's a translation underneath, so that because York is, they, we have a lot of international students, so it's in, I... In like Chinese characters, so whether you you can read Cantonese or Mandarin, like you can understand that. Mm-hmm. So like now it's like at least good, but yeah, I was I looked at him like you're a fraud. At like he is. <laughs> oh, for as sure. You should have. Okay, can we talk hockey because we yes. really got to power through today. <laughs> Enough foreplay here. All right, let's do this. So. <clears throat> oh, the other thing is this is not going back to twice a week episodes. Oh yeah. And you will find out why in the very Coming- near future. Coming months, yeah. All right, all right. Biggest news in, in the hockey world, to, uh, I guess, this week, the last couple days, is Carey Price. He was already not. He was already expected to not um, make the like not be with the Canadians to start the season because he had he actually had the same he's had the same surgery that I'm going to get soon, which is to repair a torn meniscus in his knee over the off season, and he also had what was called a non-COVID related um, illness, and. Then it was announced yesterday, which is uh, Thursday, that Carey Price will not be with the team because he is entering the player assistance program. Um, so right off the hop, just want to say incredible strength by Carey Price to do that. Um, his like his, his wife, Angela Price, posted a really nice message saying this is what Carey's doing this to step up, um, like step up for for our family and get help and all that. And, you know, this this hits home pretty personally for me because like. I, I lost a relationship because of my mental health and because of not seeking help, you know, just being mired in that in that cloud. And no one wants to live with someone yeah, like and that. Like not and, to be dark, but like, yeah, I was literally sitting on the roof of a building multiple times while in New Jersey mm-hmm. because I didn't get help. And then finally I was like, screw it. I'm not choosing my job and people that don't give a shit about me over my life. Like Carey Price has, you know, he this is he's a person first and foremost, and clearly he, you know, they came he came to a decision that some you know something's going on that he is not able to fulfill his duties. And think about the impact it's going to have on uh, other people. Like we saw Jonathan Duran do it, uh, just say I'm taking time away because of my mental health and battling anxiety and depression. For Carey Price to step up and say like we don't know whether like you can go into this, the player assistance program for drugs, alcohol, and mental health. We don't know what it is, but for him, for a player of this caliber to not do it anonymously, but to stand up and say, I'm going in this program because I need help. Think about not only all of the other NHL players that are now going to feel maybe even a little bit more comfortable doing that. And just like the people who look up to Carey Price as a role model, like as society, well, if Carey Price can go get help, then maybe so can I. And I thought Paul Maurice, I don't have the quote up here, but he had like a, I want to say it was like a two minute answer on mm. Carey Price. And it was really well thought out and really compassionate. And Paul Maurice just seems like a really compassionate human being. 
And that's everything I've heard about him. But he said, Mm -hmm. he's like, I really wish he didn't need help, but I'm so happy that he's getting the help that he needs. Exactly. And I want to say, too. That's the type of support we need. We do. What we don't need is someone on friggin Twitter going, does this mean Carey Price can't play in the Olympics? Because that was a real thing. Yeah. But it's all, you know, what what I want to say, too, about this is it is so fucking scary to make that first step. Like at the start of the pan, like maybe midway through the pandemic, I finally went back to therapy after, you know, like 10 years. Yeah. But even rewinding to like when you and I first met, like there was a long period of time where I was like, just try it. Just try it. Like, yeah, just go. Right. And it's one of those things where it's like it takes fucking scary much. And it takes like it takes a very significant thing to drive you to that. And I did. I finally went back and it helped so immensely. Like, but it, but that first step is so scary. Like it. And, and so for Carrie Price to do this in like and I know it doesn't matter, but like in an Olympic year like that, like players care a lot about that. And so this might, you know, jeopardize his ability to like make the Canadian Olympic team or be available for it. You know, but who at knows? the end of the day, like it doesn't even matter. No, I know. But like to him. This is like to, to because I think in past years, you know, or like they would have like a player like Harry Price would have waited maybe until the off season to, to finally take the step. And who knows? Maybe it could have been too late by that point. You know, not not like that something insanely serious is going to happen, but only would have worsened it. Like he really he recognized clearly with his family that this is not right. Like something is not right with him. He's not able to fulfill his duties right now as like a partner, as a father, you know, like because of his mental health, something that's totally out of his control. And he made that step right before us, right before the season. I just commend him so much. And so we want to keep it in our thoughts. It's a minimum of 30 days. It'll be in there, but that, but like, it's just 30, like, we don't know how long it, it'll, he'll, he needs to take however long he can take, or he, he needs to take. Um, and, and, and we wish him a speedy return. All right. This is a ridiculous story. This next thing that Rachel clued me in on over text last night that we're going to talk about. Okay. So Mackenzie Blackwood. Noted anti-vaxxer and, uh, and, and which doesn't really have anything to do with this, this, but still noted anti-vaxxer. Well, so and um, let's, let's start at the beginning. He's had COVID. Yes. He was Tom Fitzgerald revealed earlier this week that he was actually in the chair to get the vaccine and then just mm-hmm. decided, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Oh my God. He was sitting in the chair and then was like, no, nah, I'm not ready. Oh, okay. What do you mean you're not ready? But to, I guess Fitzy did say like, he thinks that. Blackwood is going to get the vaccine. So like, okay, fine. But like, you're in the chair. You get, okay. The, you get hundred mile an hour slap shots at your head every yeah. day. And you're afraid of a needle. I, I, I don't get it. Dude, your, your job is to essentially you're get shot. You're a fucking goalie. <laughs> like your job is to essentially get shot for a living. So anyways, like, it, like what to... happened? Mackenzie yeah. Blackwood is also coming off heel surgery. So he was scheduled to start and play the whole game. On Thursday night in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He did not show up for the game. <laughs> and so Terrific. warm-ups warm-ups start and everything is fine. But then everyone's like, uh Where's Mackenzie Blackwood? And there were no answers. And then the lights in the north end of the rink went <laughs> out, which is hilarious, and I'm gonna get to that in a second. They went out, and the way that they've redone the lighting at Prue, because I was there when they did it. If they go out, they're probably not coming back on. Really? Yeah. Or, or like, it, it takes a long, long time. Is it just because it's old? 
No, they like redid the lighting and they they use different bulbs. And so if a fuse blows, like there's actual repair that has to be done. Oh, God. Right. So they go out in the north end. And as soon as I get told that and they're playing the Islanders. So Steve Pellegrini and Lou Lamorello, who both just worked for the Devils for like 20 yeah. years. They saw that and they were like, all right, pack it up. Like they, they, we we know what's going on here. Um, so then that happens. Everyone goes, okay, like, what's going on? But the funniest thing is, if you go to the Prudential Center Twitter account, their Twitter banner incredible. is This is incredible. on. <laughs> they oh my had God. to cancel the game because the lights were off, and their shtick is lights on. But anyways, so... Why is that their shtick? Hold on. Like, what does that... What sense does that make? Is it a brand? Like, what is it's it like, like we're a- turning the lights on on like concerts, games, like all that? Because Prue Center is the home for the Devils, uh, Seton Hall University, the Grammy Museum's there. Like, there's a lot that happens there. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like the lights are off, and everyone in the media is like, um, is the game going to happen? Like, what's going on here? Their first clue to the game being canceled was when the equipment staff appeared on the bench for both teams and took the stick racks away, which is usually a bad indication. Yeah. So I sign. see all of this is going on and I text somebody intimately knowledgeable about the situation. I said, the game's canceled, isn't it? Within 30 seconds, like, yeah, because the lights don't turn on. Okay, off we go. Then I text the NJ media. I'm like, just so you know, like the game's done. And apparently somebody from the Islanders PR told the media that the game was canceled. So then New Jersey media goes, well, we want to talk to Lindy Ruff because we want to know what the hell is going on with Blackwood. They got ghosted by Devil's PR. Not an answer. How does that happen? And then today, like, just say whether or not you're playing. But no, but even like, can we get the coach? They didn't even answer. Not a no, not a yes. No answer. Then today there was not a press conference. It was just a Devil's spokesperson, which is codenamed for PR said that mm. Blackwood has had two inconclusive COVID tests and now everyone who's been around him is deemed a close contact and has to wear a mask. This is what happens when you... Oh, my God. This is exactly... So it's a tough day for the he has antibodies crowd. This is this specifically here is why getting a vaccine is not a personal choice. It impacts everyone around you. Like Think of all finally, the teammates that have to now wear because they, like, they sit next to him in the dressing room. Exactly. And now, like... Although you're vaccinated, like, you, you now have guys with kids, you know, guys with families who are finally getting back to normal. And now because this one dude on your team doesn't want to get vaccinated because, you know, Joe Rogan told him not to, you, you might be bringing that home. And, at the, at, and, and, like, honestly, if someone did something around me that forced me to go back to, to what it was like, you know, in a little bit before, like, for example, like if some, ago, something like say. that, like a year ago. Like the darkest time in in our lives. Oh, it's on I would site. kick. I would <laughs> kick that person's ass. Yeah. And I would and I would be smiling the whole time so, I did it. Suffice like, it to say, speaking to people, uh, they're not happy. And we haven't even started the season yet, and people were wondering, well, because he has to sit differently on planes, and people who sit near him have to wear a mask. Could you imagine flying to fucking Anaheim for a game? I just wouldn't sit near him. Like I like that no, ostracizes you as a enough. teammate. Right. I know, but that ostracizes you as a teammate. Exactly. Like no one. So like, now I think that I wouldn't be shocked if Tom Fitzgerald basically says, "Listen, you're getting the vaccine, or we're suspending you." Yeah, it's basically the Andrew Wiggins situation where yeah. he like he was super outspoken about it, stupidly outspoken about it, and then and, they and then he finally got it and, and was just like, "Yeah, they just want to play." He wouldn't be allowed to play 
against the Rangers or the Islanders, which are two divisional rivals. Are New Jersey's, um, like the state of New Jersey's, do they not have a mandate? No, they don't. Not for indoor. But like he legitimately would not be allowed to play at MSG or against the Islanders at the Barclays Center. Stupid. Those are divisional teams that you will be fighting for. Well, not the Islanders, but you will be fighting with the Rangers for the playoff spot. And your starting goalie can't play in away games because he doesn't want to get pricked. It's stupid. Anyways, can we talk about people not doing stupid things? Uh, Sure. Like signing oh. contracts. Well, yes. Yeah, so finally, it's look, this is a bad look on the Ottawa Senators when the Vancouver Canucks are the smartest one of the bunch here. Because they they find, they got their two young stars locked up. Elias Pettersson, three times 7.35. Um, it works out for, for him because the term is small. So he's going to be able to, to cash in his next deal. It's backloaded. So his qualifying offer when it's over is $8.82 yeah, so million the, dollars the, a year. The qualifying offer, it switched. Uh, it used to be uh, 120% of the final year, which his final mm-hmm. year salary, I believe, is 10.25. So that would have mm. been like 11, almost 12 <laughs> million, um, which would be bad. Yeah, um, a little bit. But now it's just the average of the deal. So 120% of 7.35 is 8.82, something like that. Um, Works out good for him. The problem is, is the Vancouver Canucks are probably going to regret this. Regret only signing him for three years. Yes, because he could take his qualifying offer. It, this effectively walks him to free agency. And we're seeing this example. And what I don't think a lot of people realize this. We're seeing this example with Matthew Kachuk right now. He yeah. is one year after this year. He's one year away from UFA. And his deal expires after this year. He can just take his qualifying offer. And then walk to UFA next year. Man. So this is effectively what Vancouver's done. If Elias Pettersson, let's say he just like, you know what, fuck this. Like, I'm out. Takes his 8.82 QO, because 8.82, like, that's almost $9 million. That's a lot of money. And then that's I'm going to go be work, a yeah. UFA when I'm 25 or 26 years old, absolutely raking in the cash, right? So essentially, this walks him right to UFA. And I think, I'm not saying Elias Pedersen is going to do that, but this is going to hinge on... He could, though. This is going to hinge on if the Canucks get better and if they are able to re-sign Besser, Horvat, and Miller, which happens in Besser's after this year and Horvat and Miller after next year. And if they can't get those guys, then he's gone. Oh, 100%. Like, like did you need to sign Tucker Pullman? No. No, and this is where, like, people always say, like, oh, it's actually not, it's not that bad. Like, the Tucker Pullman, oh, it's only 2.5 million. It's not that bad. No, or, it's bad. You know, or, or Tanner Pearson. Oh, it's not that bad. It's only, like, you know, 3 million. No, like, these, this is the death by paper cuts. Like, usually, unless you're Sergei Burbovsky, like, signing a gigantic contract like that, usually those players are always worth it. It's not going to screw you. It's the, it's the f- five, it's the four, five, three, you know, like, the, those kind of million dollar deals that kill you. And, it didn't need to happen. Like Tucker Pullman does not need two point five million dollars for the next bottom pair defense. But what are you for the doing? next four years? Tanner Pearson did not be, need to be re-signed before all these guys in the middle of last season and be and be given like another raise. Like it's just these little things, and it could cost them. Now it's a important huge contract. That he's back. It's important. Yeah. I will say this: like kudos. It's to extremely them to important getting him back because now they have like their top nine is very good. It's very yes. good. Um, he's one of the best offensive guys in the league. It's just uh, that that three-year thing worries me a little bit. The Hughes contract, on the other hand, well done, Jim Benning. 
Yeah, I mean, look, this like Jim Benning. It's all he's never gonna he's never gonna run the table. It's never gonna he's never gonna be batting a yeah. thousand. But at least he got these two down and and the Hughes contract, getting him for six years at seven point eight five. When a guy like freaking Seth Jones, American Olympian, uh, um, by yes, the way, because heaven forbid oh we name God. any of Adam Fox, Jacob Slavin, Charlie McAvoy, uh, like literally anybody, anyone else. else. <laughs> Thank good good on Stan Bowman for sticking by his guy, but getting uh, uh, Quinn Hughes for next six years at seven point eight five million, boy oh boy! Even John that's Carlson, really LOL, American. <laughs> what? Seth Jones is a bottom defenseman on this. Team. I hate everything. Okay, if, carry if on. Hughes, back to Hughes. Hughes Quinn Hughes mind, also American. By yes, the way. keep in mind Hughes had Hughes had a pretty nasty belt with COVID last year. Yes, it was you know, and so if he's able to bounce back. And improve, and keep in mind, he's still young, and improve his defensive side a little bit. Like, 7.85, we're going to be talking about that the same way we talk about, like, a Devin Taves contract, or, you know, like, it's really good. So, it's interesting. It's backloaded for escrow, because obviously, the the cap is expected to go up three years from now, um, which will make, I think it'll make this contract look really good. But escrow is expected to go way down in three years from now, too. So, this thing is backloaded. So that he gets the most amount of money when the least amount of escrow hits. So very smart. I'm not shocked that Pat Brisson and JP Barry did this. Like, they're so good at what they do. Quinn Hughes is going to be 28 at the end of this contract. So he's still going to have an opportunity where he probably is going to have at least four more good years after this to make some huge cake. Um, if, he, if, if he keeps his trajectory, when he, a 28-year-old Quinn, Quinn Hughes with, like, with six a really good years contract. under his belt. Oh, yeah, he's going to be making like 10 upwards of that. Right. So this, this contract, I would say it's, it's pretty fair value, provided that defensively he gets better. Because offensively, he's fantastic. He breaks the puck out really well, mm-hmm. obviously on the power play. Woof, defensively. So they, that, needs, that needs to get better. Now, again, he's 22 next week. So, like, I think everything will be fine. Yeah. And again, like this, this is fair value right now, but something tells me within those six years, it's going to look pretty good for, for the Canucks. They were able to do yes. this. Then, then again, you know, Quinn Hughes could be a man stranded on, on an Island. If, you know, Pedersen leaves and then they aren't able to resign Besser and Horvat and all those guys, but that would be but, bad. In the immediacy, like they they dodged the bullet. They were they were really close to entering this year, a contention year, a year that Jim Benning is fighting for his life with his job and employment without their two best players. Now they have them. That's fine. Now, thankfully, we recorded a little bit a little bit um, later than than the noon we were supposed to today because. I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business. And it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy 
every step of the way, from creating product listings, to making discount codes, to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash bluewire right now. That's shopify.com slash bluewire. Alexander Barkov, his deal is announced. Big money deal. Let's hope this eight-year... This is the anti-Bobrovsky contract. I was going to say, let's let's hope that this one, this this eight-year double digit per year contract doesn't bite the the <laughs> the Panthers like the last one did but Alexander Barkov one of the best players in the league one of I think we can now shed the the label that he's one of the most underrated players in oh, the no, league he's, he's not he's underrated paid. anymore he literally is he's incredible so 8 years Eight years, $10 million per year, $8 million base salary, $72 million signing bonuses. But okay, Holy so let's, smokes. right there, that shows... Holy smokes. That shows that, that... We always talked about Florida kind of being that cheap, like they don't want to do it, and then when they do spend big, it's like on Sergey friggin' Bobrovsky, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do signing bonus money. They don't want to do any of that. But now they, they say, no, it's important to lock up our best player. We've got to have this guy. So he yeah. wants $72 million in signing bonus. Well, then $72 million, it's going to be. Like, this is the Tavares contract in terms of, like, the breakdown, like, money-wise. Yeah. And honestly, Bill Zito, kudos to him. He's oh, got he's had it. players at value. The next contract will be Jonathan Huberdeau next year. That's mm. a really important contract. But to get Sasha Barkov done, that's your captain. That's the face of your franchise. You've got a young goalie in Spencer Knight coming up. You've got Ekblad locked. You've got uh, Mackenzie Weger took a huge step last season. Like, th- there's a lot going on. Florida is my dark horse to win the Atlantic this year. I think they might surpass Tampa. So here's the thing with this is, yeah, you, you talk about Tampa. I think if you're a Leafs fan, you know, this is bad news, this contract. Because, oh, yeah, no, I'm not happy about this contract if you're a yeah, and, and when you when you think about it, like, Florida had... Reasons. Florida went in this offseason. Like, some of the... They handed a lot of money to some good young players, like Sam Reinhart, 25. They, off, they gave him three years at 6.5 million per. They locked in Sam Bennett... At four years, four point four two five. Not wise. Not not wise. But then again, he's still young. Whatever he he seemed to have a really great fit there. He was well over a point per game in both the regular season and the playoffs with them. Like whatever, I'm going to judge that contract when it when it screws up. Post it before it screws up. They gave Anthony Duclair three years at three mil per. I like that like, deal. Brand, the Brandon Montour one's a little shaky because they gave him three at three point five. But whatever, be, that you can you can kind of 
be okay with that to when be you fair, have when like, you compare anything to the Bobrovsky deal it's fine <laughs> exactly and and it's good because when you have a guy like Mackenzie Weger who just established himself last year as like a Norris caliber defenseman yeah. at at for the next two years at 3.25 million like that's fantastic Spencer Knight if he can if he can take those reins that's my incredible I think I think he might win the Calder Oh, I, I think it's very, I think if that's he's, a, and he's only is. 20, he's 20 years old, yeah, man. Like this is insane. Imagine if they hadn't signed Bobrovsky. Imagine how much better they'd look yeah. if they hadn't signed. Like it would be this team, like fantastic team so far, potentially, you know, a team that, that could win the but Atlantic. Like maybe running with a tandem of like Chris Drieger and Spencer, and Spencer Knight. Knight, right? Or but, someone else. Or, like, sign someone else for, for like, still, like, sign a big-name goalie. like Or they could have been someone who traded for uh, uh, Fleury, you know? Right. Get okay, him so for back nothing. to like, it's, yeah. like Fantastic deal. This guy deal. is, it's, it's exact. It's stupid how good he is. It's exact value. And according to Dom Lustrician, who we love, he's expected to be elite for the next seven years of his contract. And then he's just going to be a casual top-line guy in the eighth year. He, okay. Like, okay, so um, not to make you angry, Michael... He would be the fourth oh highest God. paid player on the Leafs. Yeah, you know, it's it, I, I, I haven't actually <laughs> let me check Twitter actually to see if Marner is trending <laughs> because I would bet my bottom dollar that it is. Yep, Marner is trend. Right? Mitch Marner is trending in Which Canada I do right feel now. Bad about like, it, but at the same time, nope, like I don't. Okay, so the other thing, and I thought Jeff Merrick brought this up really well, like the tax thing. If if Sasha Barkov goes to the open market, we're talking at least eleven million. We're talking more than Tavares for sure. Yeah, like I'm thinking, eleven million. He was is younger the and floor, better, right? And so, yeah. okay, fine. He gets a discount. You get the Florida, but tax rate. But it's not. You don't really save. You save a lot less than people think you do. Um, and to me, like his value as a two way guy, like he won the Selkie oh last year. My God. Yeah, and I would say it was a little bit undeserved to win the Selkie last year, but. But he's always up there, he's and the guy has a nine ten. He's up and he has a ninety six point season. Like he doesn't play. Like he, yeah, I get. Like always in the top ten for sulky voting. Always in the conversation for the Bing. He has a lady Bing, which means he doesn't take penalties. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's like he had fifty eight points in fifty games last year. Finished sixth in hard voting. Right, but where he is is like two way wise. Like he takes away the passing lanes. His turnover to takeaway ratio, I did not realize one point four takeaways for every turnover. That is obscene. Like the only guy that is like really on his own is Mark Stone because Mark Stone is a like two to one. Yeah, but if it's you're nuts. if you're above one two five one three, like. We're talking elite elite. He has 438 yeah. takeaways in his career and 310 turnovers. Yeah, like, it's insane. That's crazy. And people say, oh, well, like, look, his defensive numbers on war aren't very good. Well, if you actually, and this is why watching games are important. <laughs> if you actually watched Florida play, you'd know that their system is susceptible to counterattacks because they play a run and gun, and most of Sasha Barkov's scoring chances that he gives up are off counterattacks. And why are they off counterattacks? Because he's always in the offensive zone. So, like, (laughs) to me, the fact that, one, he doesn't turn the puck over, that he only really gives up on counterattacks, that he kills penalties, and that he's an absolute psychopath in puck battles, like, yeah, I'll take that guy on my team. This is a guy who averages 20, like 20 minutes, 
per game throughout his throughout his career. Right. He is a force on the power play and penalty kill, and yet still manages to produce far and away more the most of his production at, at even strength. And he plays that those minutes against top competition. And do you want to know the last time he had twenty penalty minutes in a season? <laughs> never. Was like he's never had that ever. Yeah. He's never had that. The most he got was 18. He's, he's literally Jacob Slavin, but like he shuts down the league's best players without taking penalties. He's Jacob it's Slavin, crazy. except better off, far better offensively. So, like this no, guy, this like is a guy version of him in terms of shutting oh, yeah. guys down and not taking penalties. But like, look at this. Like I, I want to talk his 2018, 19 season is so criminally underrated because this guy, yeah, he won the lady bang in this year yep. and he finished in the top five of Selkie voting and he scored 96 points. <laughs> I remember being like, Ooh, Oh my god <laughs> like why did we not talk about this sooner this is insane he's he is amazing and 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 having him yeah he's a captain like all that having him in your organization for almost the next decade kud- like kudos to you that is a fan freaking tastic deal it's exact value right now it's probably going to even get better i don't know forward. this like from a personal standpoint but from everything i've heard from people either working in florida or just like colleagues or whatever he is apparently one of the nicest human beings oh, yeah, yeah. and wholesome. I know on good and authority. Like, he just wants to like, if there's an opportunity to go meet some kids, he wants to do it. And I'm like, this is beyond wholesome. But do you remember in his draft year when he was taken instead of Seth Jones, everyone went, huh? What is this? And now look. Yeah. It's. That might be like one of the only good things Dale Talon did. <laughs> but to be fair, I think the scouts in Finland deserve a lot of credit for that. But like, oh yeah, Sasha Barkov being like, if you're a fan of Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, uh, Ottawa, like you don't like this because Sasha Barkov is one of the best players in the league. Like he's oh like I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken that somebody had him rated under Mark Shifley, and I don't even know what to do with that. No, it's it's Mark Shifley has has got to have the best PR team oh in the world. Oh my god! Like the amount of just like Matt Barzell univer- be- was rated behind him. I don't know how. The amount of it, it just goes to show what what work ethic can do to your perception. So like, let me just read this off to you because now I have it pulled up and we have a couple minutes. TSN and I me. love the people there. They're great. TSN did their top fifty hockey guys, like hockey players. Mark Shifley mm. is rated 20th Insane. behind him, directly behind him. Yeah. Mark Stone, Sebastian Aho, Adam Fox, Connor Hellebuck, Patrice Bergeron, and Kapril Kar- Kirill Kaprizov. I, I like the first pronunciation, Kapril Kaprizov. Oh, also, let's not forget that Matt Barzell and Elias Pettersson and uh, Dougie Hamilton... <laughs> Are behind. What has Mark Shifley like? Is he? Does he just like does? He, what does he have on people? Or what does like his agent must just be best friends with everyone? Like I, I don't get how he. What Rachel? Rachel is just flabbergasted by something Seth right now. Seth Jones is ranked ahead of Nikolai Ehlers on this list. <laughs> what is <sighs> Nikolai Man. Ehlers is not the fiftieth best hockey player in the NHL, guys. I wonder if his how I wonder Mar- if his mom sent him that. Three places below Mark Shifley. I need to know. And like this isn't this is just the TSN one. Like the NHL Network one is the same shit. Like, okay, this is the a NHL consensus. Network one is ridiculous. 
the NHL Network one is never good. Like you, you just don't even freaking like look at it. it. It the NHL. I'm shocked for for at like least the, you know the, what. The, Sasha Barkov is ranked tenth, which is okay. Good. Correct. But like anything the NHL Network does when it comes to like ranking players, like I'm shocked that the actual league that these players in just hasn't like clearly just doesn't watch <laughs> their <laughs> own players. Like they, like, it is unbelievable. It's like they they essentially just go off of like like the top selling jerseys in the league and just rank them like that. Like they go, it's a pop, it's it's insane. But yeah. The, Sasha Barkov, like Florida Panthers fans, you should be jumping for joy. This is fan- getting him. Doesn't matter what he's making. Getting him for for the next eight years is fantastic. And you have one year this year. He's not. Ma- he's only making five point nine. So you have him for the next nine years. He's still got one year left on his deal. Right. And so the other to- thing, uh, which I forgot to say, was you have an option now. So if, let's say you sign a contract extension and there's a no move or no trade clause, you have an option to make it effective immediately. So like it kicks in like now as opposed to when the contract kicks in Mm -hmm. and Florida has chosen to do that. So he is now like not even remotely like if someone says, what are your thoughts on trading Sasha Barkov? Unless it's Ken Holland with McDavid or Dreisaitl on the other end, you hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. Maybe McKinnon actually, but like hang up the phone. But I don't know, man. Like just hang it up. We're not doing it. He's that valuable to Florida. Like, They've literally built around him. You look at the chemistry he's got. You look at how, do you know how beneficial it is to have your best player also be your defensive specialist? It's so beneficial. Like, you can't put McDavid out against the other team's best line and expect he's going to quote-unquote shut them down. Like, you might... He, he's going to outscore them, but it'll be like road out, like just absolute road hockey the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon, the same. Whereas if you put Barkov, Bergeron, Crosby on the ice, you are confident that not only are they going to score a bunch of points, the other team is not scoring. And that's so important, specifically in the playoffs. Like you look at teams that are successful. I don't think we really need to have a conversation about Boston. We don't need to have one about Jonathan Taves in Chicago either. Mm-hmm. When in his prime, obviously, um, like it's it's legitimately insane. You look at Crosby, right? He could just decide, oh, I, I want to get better at faceoffs, faceoff percentage, and he becomes like the best one in the league. Ten <laughs> percent. And that's the other thing. Like we talk about faceoffs not mattering, but behind the scenes, so Barkov's faceoff percentage is fifty five percent in his career. I think it's fifty five percent. But he actually, like, his team starts with the puck that often. Where, like, sometimes you'll win the draw and, like, your team will lose possession. The, like, his team, I remember looking at this, I think when I was in Jersey, that, like, his team, when he's on the ice, is, like, they start with the puck at what was, like, 57% of the time. Okay, well, that's a lot. Yeah, it's, it, look... You're extremely, if you're a Florida Panthers fan, you are extremely happy about this. You and send I, Bill Zito a gift basket. Like, I'm, dude, if, if I'm, if I'm a betting man, I might, uh, I might put some money on Florida winning the division because I already they did. Pro- like in terms of, yeah, in terms of actual like odds, like they can't be that high, but this is a good team that just spent, you know, they just, I think it was plus 400 when I took them. Yeah. You like <laughs> run, you know, run. 
put some money on that. You might be you might be making uh, making a little bit of dough because this is going to be a good hockey team. All right, Rachel, you reached the end of the podcast here because you have to go and see your family, which is lovely. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Staff Graph, Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory, me on Twitter at Mikey Stevens eighty one. Podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, any any podcatcher under the sun, you'll find us there. Our merch is at Redbubble, redbubble.com slash staff and graph shop. Um, and uh, leave us a nice review. We love the positive ones. If you're going to be negative, at least make it funny enough so we can laugh at you. And Rachel, before we uh, end this lovely audio show, would you like to leave the listeners with anything? Wear a mask, get vaccinated. Happy Thanksgiving. Boom. All right. We will see you next week. <laughs>